The following podcast is not explicit. Shedcast presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Welcome back for session two of the Pathfinder Beginner Box. This is another episode free of explicit material, and we encourage you to share these with everyone. Let's continue our trip into the dungeon. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Shed for Adventures from the Shed. This is a takeover. This is Kurt. I am the new Game Master. Joe is never coming back. So if you've said, I've had enough of that, Joe Young, this is now the show for you. Uh, in all seriousness, I am the Game Master for this session, last session, maybe one more session. So join me while I'm here. <laughs> then I'll go back to screwing up rules and not healing people when I'm the cleric. Uh, so welcome back to the Shed. You're listening to us now, but we're also everywhere that you could possibly be out there in Google the interwebs. Plus. We are Google Plus. Google Plus. We are YouTube. We are iTunes. We are findable through something called Bing that Joe loves. Uh, just look for us, Stitcher. We're There's there. Google Stitcher too, yeah. Uh, we are in the middle of a rock and adventure with the Pathfinder beginner, uh, beginner box. But before we get back into that, let's throw it around the table. And first, we'll head on over to JJ. JJ here playing Valeros the Fighter. I am also super excited to be here um, playing the, uh, the big dumb tough. I'm liking it. Though, according to his backstory, he does not like being called the big dumb tough. But you play it well. <laughs> I the, love that, you. That, that, that silence was the, the glare of lasers. I love you, baby. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is Mickey. I am playing the Kira. Ki- the Kira. The Kira. The, the cleric. The real Kira. <laughs> the real Kira. Not that fake stuff. You can. Yeah. Please stand Everywhere up. else. So, yeah. How's that working out? How is it? I'm Joe. Apparently, I'm not here, but I'll play for now. Um, <laughs> I'll be back eventually. Uh, no, I'm never playing, coming back. I am not. You, you did say I'm never coming back. Yeah, while oh. you were out, they were talking about how much they loved me. Oh, uh, that's well, cool. We, we have to talk later. We no one was in here, right? <laughs> we were all out with him. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm playing Ezrin, who is the wizard of this Pathfinder beginner box. And so far... Um, I have detected magic on a broken potion and uh, pointed out on a goblin where a dagger should strike. You did and very you did well. very well yes. at both of those things. I did. I'm ah. helping. <laughs> <laughs> I am helping. I'm helping so much. Hi, I'm Brittany. I'm playing uh, Mary, the rogue, who was the follow-through on that dagger thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. You got to dagger now. Too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and I did get a really fantastic dagger this last session. And you killed a goblin. And I killed a goblin a good by stabbing it and, in the eye from And as the part of her initiation, we have uh, re- recruited Brittany to give the recap of that last session, which she can do now. Alright, so our heroes, um, this dungeon that we happened upon is about two to three hours outside of our hometown. I don't know why we haven't seen it before now. But it's our, I don't travel that far. Okay, yeah. whatever. We don't go to that far. Um, when we arrived there, the first thing we st- saw was a stone statue of a warrior outside of the entrance, which looked more like a cave entrance than a, um, than a dungeon entrance. It was covered with a moss curtain. Uh, and from inside, there was a gurgle burp. I can do that. Yeah, do it. I'm do hoping. It. We are very aware. We'll, we'll do it. I'll do it after. You okay. keep going. Okay. Are you going to do it while I'm talking? Probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and as we were about to enter, and by enter I mean our 
fighter was about to just stomp right in the place, he um, landed on a goblin's face. And yeah. it died. Instantly. Uh, instantly. Magical foot of stomping. Plus 12. <laughs> Magical foot of stomping. Plus 12. Uh, goblin Balorus really likes using his foot. Yeah. It's when it's not in his mouth. Ooh, Go ahead. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Uh, All right. So there was the curb-stomped goblin, and then there was a second goblin, which was attacked by the cleric, pointed out by the wizard, and then finally killed off by the rogue. Uh, and then the bodies were looted and dragged, not necessarily in any order, <laughs> or like at the same time. It was kind of simultaneous. It was Then we debated about why they would have lizards in their pockets. Yeah. Mm. And there was a chest, uh, which Valeros... Valoros. Valoros kicked in, uh, broke one of the contents, which was a healing potion, and there was also a ruby, Good a going. well-crafted dagger, <coughs> mine. Um, <laughs> yes. Precious. <laughs> My precious. Uh, and then to the north, there was a double set of stone doors, which we went through, and the last thing we saw before wrapping up the last session was a light emanating from a fountain in the middle of the room, which was built on top of a rune, and there's some mysterious voices coming from it. And now we're back to Kurt. Yes, and so just to clarify for people at home who might care about these distinctions, the healing potion, which is what I called it, was technically a potion of cure light wounds, Uh, just in case you were wondering. Uh, But we are back uh, in a room which is in the central, southern central part of the map. It's the one with the colored yellow fountain on the map, if you're watching at home. I, I always want to call her Kyra. Kira uh, moved in first and is taking a look around. She doesn't see any living creatures right away. Uh, I think everyone is going to follow her into the room, but they haven't said that yet, so I'm going to ask you what you all are going to do next. I, I, want, I would like Ezrin to go in behind uh, Kira and do the spinny move like Mickey was just doing with her pawn. I want to spin. Is that you a pirouette? Was that a pirouette? I kind of I was um, kind of looking around. It was a pirouette. <laughs> I think one of the things that I liked about Kira going in first is that it is a light emanating into the room and I believe your goddess is the goddess of light, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Uh-huh. She is the I goddess really of light. I really liked that connection. Very uh-huh. nice. Exactly. So, um, I totally planned And just to clarify one. because I can't remember if I said it or not. So the fountain has a has a golden glow emanating or radiating from it, giving a general feeling of goodness. Uh, and the fountain itself is covered in various runes. Um, I want symbols. to. Um, Ezrin will point his finger and go. Mm, you going to detect magic and see if there's any magic in here. Detect magic. Uh, he yeah. f- senses strong magic coming from the fountain. His finger catches fire. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> I think I've, I've broken nail. <laughs> Oh, precious. Uh, JJ, what would you like to do? Listen to the voices, because to me, they kind of sound like what you hear when you put a seashell to your ear. Right. And also, just to be clear, I, I, uh, faint noises, talking noises could be heard. Um, they were not necessarily coming from the fountain. No, I think they are, though. You think they are? Okay, so you want to go put your head up to yep. the fountain? I want to listen to perception. Okay. So, uh, Valoros... Uh, <clears throat> Approached the fountain put his head right down <laughs> As to soon the as water. he said it, he grabbed his D20. Valoros rubs, <laughs> he knows rubs his pewter pot uh, hanging from his belt, strokes yeah. his sword, walks up, and puts his head down, and hears nothing but the beautiful gurgling of water coming from the fountain that appears to be fed from some kind of underground spring. Pewter cup, Bill? Don't do... Seriously? Nice. He's going to drink of okay. the fountain yep. of light. So you're going to drink? Yep. All right. 
Um, I'm going to stand back a little bit. I need you to roll. It. Well, you drink. You feel uh, strange tingling all over your nice. body. You know that you have drank something more than water. Uh, it is cool and refreshing, but I need you to roll a D10 to tell me what else you feel. Oh, a D10. I, I, I need to get a borrow one from Mickey there. Thank you. While he's feeling a himself, five. can I? <laughs> what did I say? Can I read the the runes on the the fountain to see if I can figure out what's on there? You can. It says, "Don't drink this and roll a five. Kurt's looking it up. Oh, sorry. So there. you want to? Yeah. Be, well, when you just stare at them, uh, they are not in a, in a language that is immediately known to you. Is it magic language? Um, I have magic knowledge. Do you have any? Are you trained or have any skills in any type of particular knowledge? Ooh, uh, ooh, me knowledge arcana. Ooh, he is. ooh, ooh. All right, ooh. You got arcana. What about yeah. uh, Kira? Uh, well, why don't you try to do an arcana check? Heck yeah. Where did my blinky die go? It's all the way over there. I'll roll this one. I can't roll anything above a single digit. Uh, It's still 11 for Knowledge Arcana. 11, okay. Um, With my plus 12. You have a sense. You you know just enough to know that this is a language that would have been written or used by a religious order or a chantry, but you can't read what it is. All right. It's religious in nature. I must study it more. Or you could read it. Yeah. Does anyone have uh, training in anything that would give them particular knowledge? Knowledge religion. Make an observation question. Sure. Is this the same color as the vial that broke in the chest? It is not. Okay. That was orange, and this is more of a pale light. Okay. So what happens with my uh, roll of a five? Oh, there we go. Ah, thank you. <laughs> I, was, I was just helping Mickey okay, so find wait, knowledge religion. I have religion. knowledge religion. Right. So uh, I have religion knowledge. That too. Ooh. Being a cleric and all, it kind of makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Do I roll? Um, JJ, can you roll your d10 again for me? Sure. The five wasn't good enough. <laughs> That's even worse. Maybe. All right. Um, so tingly sensations. <laughs> I'm going to let you stick with the five. It's just that the five <laughs> result is boring. For uh, f- the fiber, nothing happens. You get a cool drink of refreshing water. All right, so now drink I'm going to check my religion. No, <laughs> drink stop again. It. Uh, nothing happens. Oh, oh, man. Can I do a religion check? You can. Knowledge, religion. Woo-hoo! Yeah, you can. 18. 18. So you are able to clearly and easily read once you uh, focus your attention on the fountain, the runes that are carved into it. And you, um, um, you read. Uh, essentially, it tells you that anyone who um, offers a blessing uh, or tribute to Desna, who you know is the goddess of fortune, will receive a blessing. So do I know what happens if someone just drinks out of the fountain without offering anything? Uh, if someone drinks out of the fountain without offering anything, it does not tell you what happens. But it says that um, anyone who offers, uh, who offers Prophet to Desna, the goddess of fortune, will receive a blessing. Hey, fighter, genius, here, take some of these gold pieces and offer it to the fountain. Give me the ruby. No, not the ruby. Give me the ruby. Fine, take the ruby. Drop it in the fountain. (laughs) The ruby worth 50 gold pieces? Yep. I'm crying. (laughs) Interception. Um, Mary, (laughs) I think I see Mary lunging towards the fountain. (laughs) Well, well, my first thought was to um, cut open my hand and bleed into it, but mm. then I realized that people were going to drink out of it. And mm. 
Well, yeah. right. Okay, I still might do that. Um, all right, so you have thrown the 50 gold piece ruby into the fountain. Yep. Kurt is okay. going to keep saying it's 50 gold piece. And are you going piece. to drink again? Yep. All right, uh, go ahead. Drink. Jug, jug, jug. You get a nice, cool, refreshing <laughs> glass of water. Uh, yes. All right, I, th I think I'm going to actually do yeah. what I thought I was going to do. Uh, this fountain only takes to. arcade tokens. <laughs> <laughs> you need a Chuck E. Cheese token for this to work. Oh. <laughs> Can I still see the ruby in the bottom? Uh, are you going to try yes, to grab it? I'll take it back out. Okay. Okay. No, you can't. Do that. So how are you going to take it out? With my hand. With your hand? <laughs> Just going to reach in and grab it? Yeah. All right. You uh -oh. reach in to the water. Feel very cold spring water. Grab the ruby and take it out. Yes. All right. Here you go. Stupid fountain. <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. No, we're not going to I'm going to. Ezrin is going to make his way to the door in the southeast corner of the room to take a listen at it. Let's see okay. what, what is hearing a splash about in the water. Excellent. So uh, can you make a quick perception check? I can. Hey, Very it's nice. 18 plus was my perception. Plus three, 21. Excellent. So you do not hear anything at all at or near that doorway, and you are astute enough to notice that the, the noises or maybe the voices that you heard faintly when you walked into the room, mm -hmm. you can no longer hear. Okay, so he drank the voices, apparently. Because yeah, he like thought that. they were in the fountain, he drank it, and the well, voices were Well, you have gone. moved away from the voices. Yeah, okay. So, if someone else wants to listen Is this else, door locked? This door is... It, does it have a locking mechanism that I can see? It does not. Okay. Uh, well, I from I'm the going other to jiggle the handle and see if it opens. Okay. Anyone else want to do anything while or before Joe jiggles the handle? What? Do we understand any of the voices that are coming from the fountain? You've only been able... Well, the I don't know that I meant to imply that the voices were coming from yeah, the fountain. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said that. I had interpreted room. that wrong. Pardon? You, as you came into the room, you heard very faint voices. Do I understand any of the voices? Uh, no, not at this point. Okay. Um, Only the one that said, give me the ruby. But all we know is that when Ezra moved from the fountain mm -hmm. to the southeast corner, the voices got quieter for him. Well, I am standing on the other end of the room, and I would like to also try to listen. Okay, roll a quick perception check. All right. Hey. Uh, 23. Excellent. So you hear... It's uh, just when I get a you, high number, somebody outdoes me. Well, no, Joe. Awesome. I rolled a 16. I mean, you made a great check, but I you did. didn't hear anything. No. Um, uh, Mary, tell me where you are. You're in the northwest corner of the room? Right. I'm kind of in the west. exact west of the okay. room, not really northwest. Yeah. So where you are... The voices are louder than they were when you came into the room, and you can tell that they are um, sounds very similar to what you heard when the goblins were burped. Were no, not the burps, <laughs> but when they were uh, making their excited kind of frantic tones. Um, it doesn't sound like they're attacking. It actually sounds like maybe they're arguing about something, and the sounds seem to be coming from kind of that northwest passage or somewhere off to the northwest. I say let them be, and let's go through this door Agreed. without confronting them yet. Okay. So uh, you have check, you've already checked out the door. Yeah, uh, I was just yep. going to see if it opens it's easily. It's just a stone door. There's yep. nothing that you see that's at all special about it. All right. Does it open easily? It does. Okay. I, I would like to open it just enough to encourage someone else to go through. I'll go through. Valeros, this door is open. The door is clear the way. So it's a southeast corner of the room, a five foot wide passage that goes past the door. Nope, walking walking into the room. Okay, 
So the doors, um, as I just said, they swing open easily. Uh, and they reveal a, a new room, a chamber that is bathed in red light. Um, on the east side of the room, so the direction that Valorous is facing as he walks in, directly in front of him across the room uh, are, or is a pair of stone statues. Uh, they stand on either side of a dusty altar. So right here we have an altar uh-huh. with statues on each side. Um, and they are inscribed with ruins Atop the altar sits a large red gemstone, <laughs> and the creepy red light that you have seen seems to emanate from the gemstone. That's what's supposed to go in a fountain. Go grab it. No! <laughs> for crying out loud! Uh, um, uh, is it magic? <laughs> You're detecting magic? Yes. Are you detecting magic before or after Valorous went to run for the um, Probably as he I'm is... I'm not running. I'm just kind of striding forward a, a, purposely. As the door is open and I see the description of the room that you mentioned is when I would say, oh my, that isn't normal. All right. So here's what went down. What's your um, normal speed, Valorous? 30 feet. 30 well, feet. No, sorry. 20 because I have heavy armor on. Okay. And my detect magic is faster than 20 feet. Whatever that means. <laughs> right. Uh, so, Valorous takes a step and is walking to here, at which point uh, Ezrin is detecting magic and gets a clear sense that there is magic emanating from the gemstone yeah. and perhaps from the sta- perhaps it's not clear from the statues on their side. Okay. At which point he... Um, Valorous hold... We'll get the gem, but once we determine what is powering it. And what does Valorous do? Why? Uh, To make sure that you don't obtain another magical scar that may not heal as gloriously as your previous ones. Okay. As as Ezra says that, Valorous' last step hits right where he is standing on the map. No, not back in the (laughs) last square. And a voice booms out into the room that says... Approach with humility and live. Oh, good. Oh, oh that's Valor's strong suit. This yep. is not the approaching. <laughs> is it humil? Just approaching. Are you, Are you approaching, approaching hum- with humility or humility? just approaching? How, what, what is humility? Oh snap! <laughs> I got I got bravely. All right, or foolheartedly. <laughs> At this full-heartedly. point, <laughs> when Valorous steps right here, so that's ten feet past the entrance. A fire emanates. From each of these statues, good going at a height of three feet, three or four feet across the room. He is in the middle of that cone and hit by them. And I need him to roll a uh, reflex save. So that would be a Dex reflex save. Yeah, it's on the top right of our character sheet. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, that actually means at the moment that. He sees the flames coming. Valeros, despite being rash and perhaps not as bright as some members of the party, actually does a great job of jumping uh, out so of So you say they're cones? Yes. So I'm going to move forward because obviously the cones are going tumble. to be... Yeah, but you don't know what's there. Oh, Valeros. Uh, <laughs> the cones are coming. Here, let me use my marker. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're going to draw it right Close out on off. our map here. As a reminder, we are using the map that came in the beginner box, so we have yeah, it see? out on our table. Perfect. Right. And so we're using a description of the room that we're in. 
Right. So at that moment, Valoros is still hit by flames as he moves forward, but uh, he moved quickly and dexterously and will uh, not bear the full brunt of them. So I need... Valoros, what are you doing? You to roll a 3d4 for your fire damage and then take half of that. 3d4? 3d4. You need one more. Can you use the DM's dice? Oh, no. Oh, that's a lot. I roll roll well for myself here. I said I got three, four, and three. So six, ten, ten, half, five. All right, so you take five fire damage on that... Way to go. Turn. Whoa. Ow. All right. That's at that point. So Does the, it flames appear to were, the flames were like three to four feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, the idea, what I intuit from this is to approach with humility, meaning like down. On your knees. Right. So I will, uh, uh, Ezrin will uh, crouch down and without dirtying his robes, make his way below where the flame was. Okay. So... Ezra is crawling straight forward towards the altar. Yeah, because I want to check out what he's going to die for. Okay. <laughs> I expected myself to die first. So um, Ezra is down have. quite low to the ground, yeah. and he, in fact, is able to crawl all the way up to where Valoros is okay. without triggering any more traps. Cool. Because I already triggered him. No, genius. Yeah. All right, so if Kira- anyone else wants to try to walk up again uh, without... <laughs> Without showing humility, yeah. feel free. Ez- Kira. Ez- Ezrin will say, follow my lead, not his. So Kira, having noted very astutely what the wizard did, she would also approach on her knees towards the altar. Okay. And while there, she would like to take a perception check. Okay. So uh, why don't you roll a d20 and we'll see what you see. All kinds of stuff. All kinds. 16. 16? Okay, so you, um, you know, see slightly more detail on the statues. Simply, old old white men with uh, charring around their mouths, which is where you know that the the statues or where the flames. Oh, came so from. they were breathing fire. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and you are close enough now to see what is really a pretty remarkably beautiful and very large ruby of some kind in the middle of the altar. Can I detect magic on the ruby? Uh, you can, and, and Ezrin basically already did that, and you can tell that it is magical. Don't touch it. She the, says to the, the, the water wants an offering. I'm going to put a No, ruby. it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Why would there be two separate... Bad al- fighter. Would there be... Bad what do the runes say? Don't touch what it. What does it say? It says don't touch it. Read it. I did. It says don't touch it. Read it. <laughs> I'm reading it. Do not touch what it. What is Mary up to? <laughs> um... Throughout the course of all of this, I'm just laughing. Um, <laughs> can I do a perception check to see, like, what, like, if the floor moved when the fighter stepped on it, as opposed to when it was kneeled on, or if there's like a trip wire anywhere? Yeah, you don't need to make a check. I mean, you were watching them. You did not mm. see any movement other than basically a flat, a flat plane of flame shooting out in, mm. into. Com- roughly cone-shaped, overlapping cones at a height of three feet. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'd like to approach it. Where did uh, they step here and the flames went off? Yes. So I'd like to stand here and kind of poke at it with my toe. Yeah. So if you're just poking it with your toe, nothing happens. Cool. I'd like to try to walk across. Oh, Lord. Death. So show me where you walk. Straightforward. 
So you step straight forward, at which point Saved two huge cones of flame, cones of flame come yeah. out at a height of three feet. Uh, and I need you to roll 3D4. Jump. Uh, no. So you get to make a reflex save, which is a, so you're trying to jump over mm-hmm. the flames. I guess. Okay. Yeah. So let's roll 3D4, which is the tr- uh, pyramid die. Does she do the nice. reflex save first? Yeah, you always do the reflex save yeah, first. Uh, uh, yeah, so actually that's going to be a D20. Do the what, D20 plus first. Dex, is that right? Yeah, the re- reflex. Yeah, the reflex is on Which our sheet. Flex, flex, flex. Okay, so the D20 first. Yeah. And for those who might actually be beginners listening to that, what, what this is is you know when something bad happens to a player or to a monster, sometimes they have a chance to make a saving throw against it to reduce or to eliminate damage. And so what Brittany is doing right now is trying to get out of the way of the flames by making a reflex saving throw. And there are different saving throws for different things based on strength, dexterity, or wisdom. And this is a dexterity move because she's trying to move quickly and agilely. All right, I rolled a 15. A 15. All right. Uh, 15, you are a quick and nimble and acrobatic rogue, and you do, in fact, uh, are able to jump up over not the initial blast, but the... the latter part of the flame as it comes to you. So you're singed by the front edge, but then you quickly get over it and land behind Valoros. Um, so you will take half the damage you would have otherwise taken, but I need you to roll 3d4. Oh, no! She rolled even better than I did. 4, that's 6. 11, so... 11, so that's 6, is that right? Yeah. We round up? We round up. So you take 6 fire damage. So we subtract that from your hit points. Six fire damage and a giant raspberry. Yeah, you yeah, you want to probably go soak up the uh, potion of cure light wounds out of that chest. <laughs> <laughs> go roll around yeah. in it, wriggle in it, or make sweet eyes at the cleric. One of those. One of those. Um, okay, so at this point, you are all at the foot of the altar. Is that correct? Can you show me where you guys are right now? Um, I'm I, apparently yeah, on top I, of everyone. It looks like, by them. the map, it looks like there are steps that lead up. So I would guess we're at the steps. Okay. Yep. Um, so what do you all want to do next? I'm taking the ruby. Okay, at this point, no. I told you to read the thing. You're Bad not reading fighter. it. All right, I'm going to read the, the, the stupid ruins so that the fighter stops messing with our mojo. And if she fails to read the ruins, I want to read the runes. The ru- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Just, just. I, I did say runes, yeah. didn't yeah. I? That's because Kurt said it when he described I'm it. The You're runes. following along. I'm going to read the runes. Oh, what was that? 14. Oh, sorry. Uh, you read the runes, and they say, <laughs> approach with humility and live. That's all it says on the altar. That's all it says on the altar. Okay. Um, we had humility. Now so we, we lived. Is, that, is the light emanating from the ruby the only light in the room? Other than the glowing embers on the rogue's butt and Valoros' <laughs> butt, yes. Um, so, Valoros, leave the ruby or we will be blind. There. It said my name? No. Well, no, yeah, it, it would did. not be pitch black. I mean, it's the same light as the rest of the dungeon. All right, fine. The GM wants you to take it. Take it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I love how Kurt goes, okay. Yep. So, you <laughs> grab the ruby, which yeah. is incredibly hot. hot. Nice. And uh, I bounce it on the, uh, the bloodletting section okay. of my blade. Okay. Before you do, you take one fire damage. Okay. Uh, then you balance it on the blade, and once it's removed from the altar, it cools down uh, and now appears to be safe to handle. Um, as soon as it's taken off of the altar, it stops glowing. Okay. 
What happens if we put the other ruby on the altar? I don't know. Let's see. Put it on. Oh, there. God. Okay. Put the other ruby on the altar. There's no noticeable effect. Oh, okay. All right. That's a special ruby. I should hold that for now. Okay. I'll take the special one. Okay. Do you want to do anything with it, or are you good? Uh, well, I don't know, honestly, if I can do anything other than detect magic or knowledge arcana. You tell me. Uh, I, I would detect magic on it, because you know it's Which magic I did, already. Yes. Yeah. But you detected but now you it can from identify a distance. It. Yeah. So now that you're holding it. So let's it, identify the magic item I'm holding. Right. So now that you're holding it. Thanks for taking the one damage, bruh. <laughs> um, so you could tell before that it was strongly magic. But now yeah. that it is actually in your hand, um, you know that in addition to being a large, flawless ruby that um, has significant monetary value, which the rogue uh, and or any skilled traders would know is a thousand gold pieces. So this is a valuable Ooh. ruby. Um, but it is also what is known as an energy heart, um, huh. which uh, you would know given your magical knowledge, knowledge given yes. your massive knowledge. Um, that that means that the first time whoever possesses that on his person or her person takes any either acid, cold, electricity, or fire damage, the gem essentially sucks up some of that damage uh, and reduces the total by ten points for the first for the first. Time it hits. Yeah, I should hold this for now. Do you want to hold it? Yeah, it's probably it a good idea. I, I, it's virtually assured that I will be targeted. Very nice. So, um, and you know that that is essentially a one-time use, so yeah. whatever damage hits you, it can reduce up to 10. Now, does it allow you to pass it on to someone else who can then use it another time? For the first time? Is it first per person, or just now that it's been removed, it will only work one it time. Is the, it is the, fir- the person who's in possession of it. When it is used, it drains the damage, yeah. and then it, it has to essentially recharge and no. basically quell itself of that energy that it has spent and recharge. So it would really be one person, one use per day is what okay. I think. All right. I'll hold it for now. So I will put it in a pouch. At this point, Kira would look at these two chuckleheads, both the fighter and the rogue, and say... <laughs> How are you guys feeling? S'mores. Do you guys feel like toasted s'mores? Yeah. What are s'mores? How's your bum? <laughs> How's is your bum? Toast, toasty, yeah. do you need healing? Is what she wants to discern. You want to touch and find out? If you want to soothe You'd my like wounds. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Soothe you, you, wounds? You, you may soothe my wounds. I may soothe your wounds? Look here. Look here, mister. <laughs> Little fighter. Yes? No? Yes. Okay. So she is going to channel energy. And the way I kind of picture this is she has this idol that she carries with her of uh, Saren Ray. Ah, hey. hey. Six different names. Whatever. Yeah. I, I, I'll it's get it the eventually. multifaceted goddess. This is like your holy symbol. She is, it's her holy symbol. So she takes that and makes uh, mumbles an incantation and you see that the rune glows. At which point um, this burst of energy goes out and it goes out 30 feet in a circular direction and any allies within that 30 foot radius will receive 1d6 in hit points so roll it good job you get your four hit points back I didn't get hurt. I'm just but you get an anyway. extra five, and you get only two can back. I, can I? You want to use his? Can I take that? Get, get his five. Yeah. <laughs> can I? Really? Don't ask me. It's up to the GM. I could see over my screen. You tell uh, me what you rolled, and I'll trust you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. She rolled an upside down five. No. Um, why don't you roll roll again? So he can see it. There you Three. go. Three. Three is a good result. That's half. We'll better. split the middle. Yeah. And she can use that. Uh, six times per day, just so the party knows. That's pretty dang okay. good. 
I, this is weird to see a, a healer that, well, cleric yes. specifically, that has a healing spell. Or what? Must be nice for the party. I'm, I'm like flabbergasted. Yeah. Excellent. So Chuckleheads, don't do that again. <laughs> so you are at this point at the altar. You have the energy heart, flawless GB, uh, ruby, and you need to tell me what you'd like to do next. I want to go towards the uh, door to the south to take a listen at that. Are you going to crawl? Um, I don't think I need to now. Uh, I mean, I would take the same precautions. I'm not going to step right into the same trap. Yeah, we'd crawl out, I imagine. Yeah. All right. If you crawl out, you crawl to the southern door without incident. Um, You look funny. Yeah. You know, you got a big, brutal fighter here with a pewter mug and a great sword hanging off his belt, crawling on his hands and knees. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was actually going to walk behind the statue. I just Okay, so you. if you walk behind the statue, you... And push it over. You walk and look quite noble. Yeah. All right, so you are all at the southern door, and uh, is anyone just going to go through? I said I was going to go up and listen to it. Okay. Uh, you listen and yeah. don't hear... Sounds like a door. Really anything at all, which uh, is a little unusual. Kind of strange. Yeah. So I think that um, Mary should kick it in and charge through. Mary? Mary. Why not? I think I want to check for traps. <laughs> On what? <laughs> On the door. It's just like kicking it in and, and charging literally through. Literally everything else. But okay. a little yeah, more cautious. This is just like coming into the last room, this is basically a, a flat stone door, not particularly thick. Uh, mm. You don't notice anything unusual. But if you want to check for traps, I'm happy to have a look. Okay. So, so it's I your just plus did seven. this. Yep. Is that, okay. Plus one, plus seven. So that's eight plus 14 yep. is... That's a great roll, but there's nothing to find. I find all zero traps. You are confident that there are no traps on the door. (laughs) Did you check the door hinges? Are there hinges on this side? (laughs) There are no visible hinges. It swings the other way. Uh, So let's open it. I will open it. Chuckleheads. So who's going first? I am. Valero said he was opening it. Let's go for it. Yeah, I'll go second as opposed to last. All right. And y'all are, uh, anyone standing in front of the statue? Nope. When the door opens, okay. no. Um, so as you, as Valorous looks into the next room, he can see, and, and uh, Mary can see, just because she's peeking around the corner, that there are thick webs hanging from the corners and the ceiling of this room. Dozens of tiny spiders crawl about on the webs, but they're really too small to be the source of the, or the creators of these large webs. There's a big um, spider in here. What you are looking at here um, are... None of these were made by these little dinky spiders that are around. I'm taking a torch out of my pack, lighting it on fire, and throw it into their webs. Because, no. Spiders are a big old no. They're a big what? They're a big old no. So you want to throw a torch at them? Is that I'm throwing a torch at the corner uh, directly across from me with all these webs. Where? Right here. Okay. I'm just going to toss a torch in. All right. Um... That's a big old. Did note. anyone? Did y'all look at the room first? Well, nope. I guess no. I, just, yeah, I, 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 I see. I see spider see, yeah, spider webs right, are, right here. He's nope. the only one that can see in the room, and he right. sees giant spider webs here. So his 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 move. Right. Okay. So to um, light a torch and throw it at him. All right. So I need everyone to roll an initiative. Oh, of course. Oh, of course yeah. you do. I just rolled a twenty on initiative. Wow. 
Yeah. The wizard's going and first. I don't, well, I have the 20 plus 4. I have 24. Oh, 24. Yeah. Seven initiative. 14 Woo-hoo. for myself. And the cleric goes last. I've got a seven. 21. Uh, yeah, and Kurt has put a what oh. looks like a Black Widow spider well, and actually, fawn on the map here. He's actually reading and going to tell us. Yep, Joe's going to make small talk for just What'd a moment. What'd you get, a seven? <laughs> yeah. I've got a seven as well. What do you want? Do you want to go first? Why, what is your session with tying people? I just like it. I like tying people. You yeah. have to have the same number sometimes. Sometimes you just got to do that. Yeah. Right. So who... Um, you go first. What's, jo- what's the highest PC initiative? Uh, I 24. 24. 24? 24. Okay. Yeah. So I was at 21. And in this case, what we have, we have a giant spider who is crouching and waiting in this web. And... Um, knows that you all are coming. It has heard the flames. It has heard the screaming. Uh, and, this is, and it is waiting for you. Uh, and it is actually surprised by Valros's, um aggressive and instinctive throwing of the torch. But having said that, it's waiting for you. So we're going to treat this as if um, it is surprising you. You are not surprising it. So um, anyone whose initiative is ahead of 24 can act normally. But if you're behind 24... It means that, 21 be, for the or, Sorry, 21 was, yeah. for the spider. Um, then we'll have a surprise round, which means that the spider will act before you get to act. Fair enough. Uh, so the wizard, okay? the so wizard what, gets a surprise. What happens with my torch? So your torch, um, you threw it in here. It hits this square and burns five feet of um, web to nothing around the spider. Nice. Got it. So, <laughs> so Joe, just as a... Yeah. So first, this is supposed to be the first surprise round. So okay. is that how it would work? Would you still get to act because you beat my initiative? He's t- he's surprising the spider. Yeah, essentially, uh, right. so, faster. But but you were not I didn't not, I didn't necessarily see it. Right, right. So I think it's probably better for the sake of realism if I hold exactly. So, so I the spider goes. I'll first. just wait for the next round. Okay, good. That's, That's what I thought. So I'm going to have yeah. the spot. So Valorous has thrown the torch, has destroyed the web to the west of the spider, and the spider um, is going to attack back at Valorous. Bring it, son. I'm so glad I healed you. That spider that is son. clearly a woman. Um, a woman spider. All right. You can tell because of the thorax, right? Right. Because of the hourglass. Six, Sixteen. The hourla- Not hourglass. Not the figure. figure. The actual hourglass. <laughs> ha! That's funny. All right. So the spider um, moves forward here, and. Uh, uses his bite attack and actually succeeds in biting Valoros um, on his arm. How'd you do that? By coming forward and biting you. Rolling and... <laughs> what you roll? Oh, I need to know your AC, right? You do? Uh, okay, 19. A 19? I'm flat-footed? I'll allow it. you're surprised. Yeah, that would be flat-footed. Does that really hit? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so 19 hits. So he bites... Uh, so I'm a little slow here. I'm working through. I got poison damage. I got to work on here. So um, I'm going to roll one d six for damage plus poison. Ow. Ooh, five. So Ow. you take a five damage from the bite itself, and then each time the giant spider bites a character, you get you or you have to make a fortitude savings uh, throw against it, which is going to be what strength. Uh, it is constitution. 
natural 20. I guess that succeeds. Nice. Uh, so, so he poisons the spider back. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, I suck the poison out and spit <laughs> it in his face. <laughs> so Valorous's strength and vigor and all of the alcohol coursing through his veins is strong enough so that the, the spite, this particular bite has no effect on him. He is not poisoned or sickened in any way. Nice. But he does take the five points of damage. So, Ow. And at this point, we would go to a regular initiative order when... Now, Ezrin's already held. So, so I would just start up. So around. it's me, okay. fighter. Well, if we're going into... No, because you yeah. held. I mean, yeah, you yeah, just yeah, could yeah, yeah. take your We're not going into a new round. We're right. going into regular initiative. So, yeah. so my, my turn to strike back. Okay. Uh, power attack. Power attack. And That's going to miss. Uh-oh. Unless, unless an eight hits. Uh, no, it does uh, not hit. So the spider skitters slightly to the left, and your attack, which I'm, was with the sword, misses just to his right. All right. Valorous after after Valoros is Mary. Um, I'm going to shriek a lot. Going to retreat? I'll shriek. Just screech awfully and throw a dagger at it. Okay, Not so the good you, one. So one you're screeching ones. awfully. Is, uh, do you have a special power with your screech, or is this just... No. Okay. No. So the spider is not particularly daunted by your screech, no. but it doesn't <laughs> like having daggers No, but the party out. might be a little bit daunted. What's she doing? Uh, and that, well, it's, it's probably a, an octave lower than my screech. <laughs> so that if is you, still true. So what are you attacking with, Mary? A dagger. Um, not my new shiny dagger that I... She wants to throw a different one. Throw yeah, I want to throw a... Nasty old dagger at it because it's a spider. Okay, so you need to roll a ranged attack, which would be, I believe, uh, on section G. It's yeah, it. uh, a range of ten feet. I'm within ten feet yep. right there, right? You are. Yeah. You are. Okay. We're gonna let you throw around that corner because you're. I see him looking out and going well shrieking. <laughs> but. Kira and Ezrin are going to have to get in line of sight to hit. Yeah, I, I'm going to want to do that next. Yeah, you're going to miss. Well, after Kira. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to miss. So okay. next. So, well, it's not unusual to miss with a ranged attack, so Mary throws her dagger, and it just sails over the spider's back. The shrieking distracted yeah. me. And just for... for Your own shrieking. I tell you what, for shrieking. the spider on its turn, if it's okay with you, would have moved and retreated a bit. So that you can all have an opportunity to get into the room if you want. Let's pretend. Do you want to be in the room? Let's say yes. that he's over here. So the fighter would be where? I had to be next to it in order to attack it. And yeah. the rogue would be? Well, she's got to be in within 10. F- she said she threw from 10 feet, so she's got to be like here. Here? Yep. And for those listening, we are just arranging We're just arranging our awesome room. Pathfinder beginner box pawns. Okay. Yeah. So now it is the cleric's turn. The cleric would have to move in and get within eye shot. She doesn't want to go anywhere near that spider because she hates spiders. She had a, a mass, has a mass of fear spiders from when she was a child. A couple of them jumped on her when she was playing in the trees in her village, and she has not gotten over that yet. That's why they burned it down. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to tell you that while now uh-oh. that you are in the room, you can just you would clearly see without a perception check, and it would affect your combat that there is some type of chest right here. So that square is largely filled by a. Right next to the spider. Four foot high chest right next to where the spider was when Valoros looked into the room. All right. And Kira does carry a sling with her. So she's going to use her sling. Okay. To whip a what? Wh- whatever she throws. A rock. What a rock? does the sling shoot? Uh, a rock? Yeah. Uh, sling it is just a says strap it has of ten leather with a rock in it and you just let go of it. Ten ammunition. She carries ten ammunition know. with okay. her. Okay. 
All right, so. It's probably a little iron pellet. Here we go. It could be iron. Woohoo! Hey, that's a good So number. that is 17. 17 will hit. All right. A1D4. No, five Look damage. at that, max damage. Five damage. Five damage hits. It uh, makes a noticeable wound, and the giant's, uh, the spider starts bleeding from its right side. And it. as a free action, Kira's going to say, leave us alone, or we'll let you live. And then Ezra. <laughs> the spider goes, you're talking <laughs> to me? <laughs> I am going to use... Um, the Hand of the Apprentice, which allows me to throw my quarterstaff up to 30 feet with the power of my mind. With your mind. Yeah. Hand and of the Apprentice. Yeah. Awesome. So I get to throw stuff. Do it. Um, my staff, uh, specifically at this point, and it has a quarterstaff. And I'm, I'm picturing it's like a boomerang because it returns automatically. Excellent. Uh, and it's a D20 plus four to hit. I rolled another 20. That's two 20s in a row. Good Lord. So that's two a 20. crit. Right? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a chance of a well, crit. It's a possible so crit. Tell so me what that, how that works. So the uh, quarter staff went flying from Ezrin's hands, and yeah. despite his age, it went with great strength. <laughs> well, this was my mind. Well, no, you you got to back it up. Aged, but that's what I well, right, but I'm, well, correct me if I'm wrong. I was thinking your mind directed it. Well, it's telekinesis according to the sheet. So. Well, you tell me what it looked like. Uh, it looked like that. Okay, what so you're saying, you let it go, and regardless then your mind of his age, it. his mind is short. <laughs> That's true. Right. Obviously, um, notwithstanding his earlier attack on the goblin outside, well, he is that obviously was that one was all strength. This one is all mine. See, now he's got his swerve on, uh -huh. and he, the quarterstaff hits the spider right above its pin, uh, above its jaw, um, basically in the nose. Clearly dazes it, hits backwards. Uh, and then waits to see if Joe if rolls crit. again to hit. <laughs> so what do I need to roll? I just need to roll to hit again. If you hit again, then it's okay. a crit. And that is uh, 17 yeah. plus 4 is 21. That definitely hits. So that's a crit, which means you roll your damage and multiply it by 2, including all the modifiers. And I get a d6 plus 1. I rolled a 1. Wow. Plus 1 is 2, and doubling that is 4. It's to 4. Okay, so you do to 4 points base. of damage to the spider, who at this point... Um, is wounded, but still skittering and, you know, very much alive. Like and, and now taking his turn. And, his, and now, so as his turn, he um, moves 10 feet this way away from the player characters and then climbs 15 feet up into his webs. So he is up above you in the webs, ten, you know, 10, 10 feet over, 15 feet up. Huh. And at that point... You big baby, come back here and fight like a man. Spider. Fighter. Spider. Man spider. Man spider. Yes. Thing. Coward. All right. Coward. Um, you beep squeak. Yeah. Actually, I'm going I'm to have... He's going to retreat all the way to the far corner, and he's going to go up... I'm using my max movement here. So he's up 20 feet in the corner. Nice. And, and does not attack. That's in the far southwest corner of the room. Uh, far s actually, southeast, southeast corner. Sorry, and, yep. and he's now 20 feet up, but he did not attack. And we'll go next. I'm going to move here, grab my torch, move here, throw it at him. Okay, so... Th throwing the torch up into the... The still-lit torch up into the webs. All right, so you're going probably 35 feet to make that no. throw. I'm doing five... 10, 15, 20, my max move. And then he said he's 20 feet up, so it's just you're using right, so angles. 20, 10, 
let's say a 25 foot throw. Yeah. So you want to make a ranged attack? Yep. I'm not trying to hit the spider. I'm just trying to hit the webs as and close burn. to it as possible. Okay. Webs. All right. Well, that's good. So. And a nine. I got a nine on the die. Um, plus my ranged attack bonus of plus three. Okay. That's a 12. So that would not hit the spider, but it would hit the webs next to him. The webs start to burn away, and the spider falls down. So now it's maybe five feet above the ground in the corner. Got, got the shot clear for you guys. Oh, that and the rogue way. is next. All right. Um, I want to pull out my rapier and just charge at it. Okay. <laughs> Stab it in the face. Shrieking. One, two, three, four. So you are close enough to do that. You um, run around Valoros. You now have the spider pinned in the corner, and you are thrust stabbing it with your rapier. Yes. So that will be a melee attack. Mm -hmm. Thirteen. 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 Ah, thirteen. You make a lunging dive, very graceful, but your rapier slides just between two of the eight legs of the spider and misses doing no damage to it. Cleric turn. All right, so Cleric's going to move forward 20 feet. So that's one, one, two, three, four. Yep. And once again, attempt her hand at the slingshot. Okay. There we go. And that is a 14. 14. It's just like picture of the cleric. Like, do, 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 do. Is it a 14 on the die or a 14 total? 14, 14 total. 14 will hit. Woo-hoo. So we know it's not yeah, a 13. It's not a 13. Uh, Three points. Four, four points of damage. Yeah. Four points of damage. Uh, the rock strikes the spider uh, in the fleshy part of its abdomen. It, Ew. it curls over in pain and recoils into the corner um, and hovers down but is not dead. Killing throw. Finish him. Finish him. I am going to chuck my quarterstaff at it again with my mind. And actually what I'm thinking of this is I'm I'm going to let the quarterstaff go in midair and then make it fly with my mind, and when it comes back, it stops, and then I grab it out of the air. That way it shows it's all in my mind. It's all all in your mind. What I'm picturing right now is the scene from Matilda where someone threw something at her and, like, it landed directly in front of her face. And in her mind, she spun it around and shot it back. Good enough. That's the reverse. (laughs) I am rolling a 19 on the die. I think I'm I'm, I'm doing pretty good here. It's 23. Man, the the wizard is the killing machine. Although I can't do any damage. I can hit. That's another one on the die. Plus one is two damage. And two damage is the final coup de gras to nice. the spider who, ah. to the extent it can, shrieks in pain and rolls over on its back and bleeds <laughs> out in the corner. It oozes so. out. It oozes yeah. out. I've got a question. Do I have any knowledge of any um, beneficial traits of the spider venom? One, is the spider venomous? What, what might yes, give you that knowledge? Um, I'm calling it knowledge religion. Uh, that... Why from, not? From does, your does religious God knowledge, you have no knowledge that, that no spider knowledge. venom would be. I have no knowledge spider. You have no huh? spider. <laughs> <laughs> Plus seven to knowledge spider. I only have oh. arcana. Does I anyone have like a nature type check? Or I've got anything? heal. Does the spider venom have any healing properties? So, um, does, nobody uh, have it? does spider venom have any healing properties? I want to get in a fight with that spider. I will tell you, you have no particular knowledge yeah. that this spider would have healing properties, but you know that... Um, a number, not so much of healing spells, but the poison spells use spider venom. Hey, Rogue, why don't you dip your uh, d- 
daggers and the spider venom here. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. Well, all right. So you take some venom. Argue about the, it. The daggers in it. That's fine. I think so. I think she should. What do yeah. you think, Rogue? Wizard, where's that key? <laughs> I'm um, not smart. Let's see if the chest has a keyhole first. Does, does this chest? I will. V- Valeros and Ezrin will walk over to the chest and see if it has a keyhole that is shaped similarly to this rusted key I have. Time out. I've got a question. Yeah. So on my character sheet, it says channel energy 1d6 six times per day. Does that mean I was supposed to roll that? I'm sorry. What was that? For channel energy, it says 1d6 six times per day. Does that mean I was supposed to roll that? 1d6 was what they rolled to know how much they healed, right? Okay. So Never you mind. can do that ah. six times per day. <laughs> you just right. let them roll it instead of you rolling. Replay. Uh, yeah, Mickey just had an algebra problem. I did have an algebra problem. <laughs> okay, so at this point, the <laughs> giant spider is dead, and you are all standing yeah. Valor- basically in the middle Valoros of the Valoros and Ezrin are walking over to that chest, and Ezrin is going to see if the rusty key he has fits this chest. Okay. Gingerly, after pointing at it and going, Detecting magic. Yes. When when Ezrin walks up, he actually sees that the chest is appears to be unlocked, yeah. unlatched, yeah. and not secure. Yeah. Is there anything magical in it? In, in, in or around it? Okay. Open I will it. step back and gesture to Valoros to have at it. Okay. Open it with my foot. Valoros opens the chest. There's nothing inside at all. Well, that's bullshit. If, if he had opened it with something that wasn't yeah. his... Well, the, it, I mean, it's just, it's just empty. Okay. Um... What do y'all do? I'm going to continue taking my torch and burning it, burning the webs. Okay. From, Liberating this from where to where? From, from starting from the corner, the uh, spider died, and working my way down and uh, making sure I don't burn anything valuable. Excellent. So now that you're not focused on the spider, you notice as you are working your way down the webs that there is up, maybe seven or eight feet off of the ground in the webs, the body of a dead goblin, partially in, partially uh, digested. Not digested, but partially wound up, like in, in a spider, not a cocoon, but in a spider spider web. Spider web, yeah. uh, like what spiders do, then they roll up their food. Before the webs have burned that far, you stop and say, "Huh, a goblin." Cut it down. Cut it down. All right. So you cut it down and do what? Inspect it. All right. So uh, at that point, you look at the goblin and go through his pockets to the extent that they are there, and you do find um, several things of value. Um, you find a pouch with fourteen gold pieces in it. You find a wand of some kind. Ooh, ooh. And you find a strange little wooden toy, uh, like a child's toy of a dragon. Um, it has some worth. You're not sure how much. Uh, I would like to see if any of this is magical by detecting yeah. magic upon it. The wand is clearly magical, and with your knowledge, you know that yeah. it is a wand that would allow you to cast a spell. Um, it's a wand of magic missile. Oh, that's a good thing. After further inspection, you can tell that it has at least four charges worth of magic missile. That's also good. I was holding off on casting magic so. missile because I only had one. So um, so you got a, an odd little wooden dragon child's was toy. Was that magical? Um, no. Okay. The wand of magic missile and a pouch with 14 gold pieces. Uh, as you continue to burn down, you find nothing else um, other than there are some uh, odd bones. You find a jawbone, a femur. Uh, there's nothing else. There's lots and lots of nasty little spiders running around, but they're not bothering you. And at this point, there's really nothing else to see in the room. Good. Good. Goblins need to do a better job keeping up with their 
upkeep. Keeping Excellent. up with their upkeep. So yeah. at this point, um, it would be appropriate to consider where you want to go next and perhaps take a look into the next room. Yeah, yeah I agreed. Think, What's this? Um, can so I cut, this cut is I? the far east side of the map now, and we're going from the south point to the north, and it looks kind of like there seems a, a rough hewn cave. There seems still? to be a pillar right. ahead, the fighter says. Right. So at, at this point, you are continuing down, the, as Joe said, the hallway on the east side of our map. Um, having passed through the altar room with the, uh, with the fire trap and through the giant spider's lair, and you come into what is actually quite a large, open, high-ceilinged cavern. Um, at that point, you see standing in the middle of this huge cavern a strange stone pillar. Um, it has odd symbols and faintly glowing glyphs running all the way from the bottom to the top. Uh, it's approximately a 10-foot-tall kind of obelisk. Uh, on the east wall of the cavern, it looks like someone has used chalk to write on one of the rough stones. Um, it reads in a language that you can all read, The goblins fear the worm. Do not venture through the crypt to its lair. Its breath is death. Can and I think that would be a good for place dun, for us. Dun, dun. <laughs> I'm sure it's W-Y-R-M. W-Y-R-M. So there is much to see in here, and I think we should take it up in our next session. Sounds good. Excellent. Thank you all for listening. Bye, everyone. We appreciate your ears and your support. And for now, we'll say... Bye, everyone. Goodbye. I still love goblins. After a scorching experience with a fire trap, our party battles a giant spider and discovers more about the dungeon as they seek out Black Fang. Tune in for part three as we conclude the series of the Pathfinder Beginner Box. Thanks for joining us. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Shedcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.